What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. What's up? I what's am up? Billy. And I am Steve. Just real quick, that light, there's no light on that camera. Are you one of those people? I, I just, because I just noticed that there's red. Okay, now I see that. Okay. Because red says to me, it's not working. But I guess. <laughs> so if you guys heard episode 103 recorded this morning, right. Steve is just a guy and I am the producer. So Steve <laughs> sees the red light and thinks that means nothing's working. Right. Now we know, you know, that's how it goes. But, uh, um, listen. Uh, yes, sir. You said bodega, right? Boutique. Topeka Bodega. Bodega, right? You know what a bodega is, right? It's a store. Okay. And you, we never talked about this, but did you, do you remember hearing... Um, Sorry, all that noise, guys. Um, I hear an echo in my sound. What's her name? Uh, Liz, not, oh, my goodness. Jill Biden. Yeah. When she was giving a speech and she was pandering towards Latinos. I think, I think it was in California. Yeah. And she was saying, like, you know... The, the she was talking about different Latinos from different regions of the country, right? And the New York Sutton and the Florida this and the California this. Yeah. This is when she said California tacos, right? Breakfast tacos. Okay. I don't, know. No, I don't, I don't You don't remember that at all? No, I don't, okay. pay, I don't pay attention. Okay, okay. Stuff. But what was interesting is that when she was talking about New York, she said New York, and I can't even, she butchered it so bad, I can't even tell you what she said. <laughs> but I know when she said it, I was like, what the heck is she talking about? And yeah. then and then all the memes started coming out. It's bodega woman. It's bodega. What's wrong with you? You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Yeah, and, gotcha. and it's like, wow. She's giving a speech to Latin people or Spanish people, and she's not even saying their things right, you know? And But she got clowned because she used ta- um, breakfast tacos to describe Californians, you know? And they were like, it was cringe. It was cringe worthy. But the fact that she couldn't say bodega, and I, I mean, I'm listening to her, and I was like, I didn't know what she was talking about until someone, a commentator, said, "Oh, she meant to say bodega." You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> wow, a lot of people here today. Yeah, man, I love street fairs. They got rides, games, and ethnic food cooked horribly by white Americans. Tacos, hot tacos here. Oh, are those tacos? You better. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Family Guy. They're always Family ahead guy of the never, curve. I mean, they never, never disappoint, down, man. man. They never disappoint. That is it right there in a nutshell. Yep. And now listen. Here's what's interesting. I was listening to. Oh my goodness, who was it? it was, oh, have you ever heard of Alex Stein? Mm, I don't believe so. Okay, no. listen. Before I get any further, you have to tell me about football. I, I, I mean, I, I've been dying all this time. I know, I know, I know, I know, talk. I know. But, I mean, this is how it goes. But I'm, I'm going to say this part and I'm going to let right. you talk about football. Um, uh, Alex Stein, have you ever heard of him? No. Okay, just recently got on my radar. Okay. And because I heard him on one podcast, it made me listen to him on a different podcast. And in this different podcast, the guy was saying um, the difference, Alex Stein's uh, he's a comedian, but he feels that he's like center okay. right, right? Yeah. More like a libertarian, but conservative libertarian right in that borderline. All right, I'm but, listening. Okay, but the host of this particular podcast is straight up libertarian. No questions out. He's in the middle. And so when they were talking about comedy, the thing that he brought up was that if you found, if you're a conservative, you go to a red state and you're a comedian and you use a political joke, you say a political joke about, let's say, abortion, yeah. right? 
as long as it's funny, in that red state, all those conservatives are going to laugh because it's a funny joke. Even though they might not agree, yeah. you know, saying your stance, but if you if you couch it in a way that was funny, they would laugh. Yeah, because we know it's a joke. We understand there's a right. difference I, between comedy and reality. I, I came here to laugh. Yeah. You made me laugh, so okay, good on you. But he said, but the problem is when you go to a blue state and you say you crack that abortion joke onto the other side, yeah. oh my goodness. Now it's like it's up in arms. Who is this person? Write him up, you know, you know, let's cancel him, let's excommunicate him. You know, he's he's no longer part of the cabal. And it's like, what happened? Like something happened in on the left where Everything is political. Where we can't yes. just like compartmentalize things and just have fun watching football, have fun at a comedy show, you know, like have fun doing this without it being political. Everything is freaking political. No, bro, I'm with you. It's there's um the office. It's a it's an older show, but there's a scene in there towards the end where the two guys come off the elevator. And he does his one guy has a uh, an Asian um, impersonation. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, that's probably offensive. He goes, no, like. And, he's, and then Michael Scott, the main character, Steve Carell, stops and he's like, listen, it's not. Comedy is where the mind goes to get away from everything, so to speak. And, and this was 20, 2010. You know what I mean? Right. So wow, is it, that old? Yeah, wow. it's that old. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's, a jo- there's a guy I watch sometimes, Anthony Jeselnik, and he's very, very raunchy, vulgar, all this stuff. And he did one of his specials in San Francisco. And they're like, you know, why are you doing it in San Francisco? He's like, because you, th- you thought you guys were, politi- were the most politically correct. I'm here to tell you you're not. And, you know, does his show there. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Certain areas laugh at jokes. Certain areas take it super seriously and are offended on behalf of somebody else. But and, and so, it's, it's there's so no, silly. There's no fun there. Like, you, life has to suck for liberals, people like that. that. That's, why, that's why liberals are constantly chasing after something because their life has no joy in it. Mm-hmm. They're not living and laughing I and having that. fun. I believe They that. have nothing to fill their gap. I've said, I've long said this, that my opinion and my world from what I see, the most outspoken or most quote-unquote woke liberals are older women, either have no kids or have grown away from the kids have grown up. They're like, they don't have a job, whatever it is. You know, and I can think of the top of my head, 10 people that I know who fit this criteria. Well, you're the one that did the last show. Did you say women were stupid? I don't, I wanna, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put that on you, but I'm just saying, did we talk in terms and of, we have a video out okay. that says the left, in my opinion, the left have deemed the most unintelligent of right. the human race right, 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 right. as women by convincing okay. them it's okay to not be with their family, convincing them it's okay to kill a baby, convincing it's okay that a man can become a woman and be a better woman, you know, and they've convinced them of all that. And the women back all those three things, mm-hmm. which led me to believe that women for the most part are looked at by the liberals as the least intelligent because they could be manipulated the most. I was listening to uh, And we said this last show you had brought up that you know you don't see this kind of stuff with men. Right. You only see it on this side. Well, see, well yeah yeah in terms of the transgender thing. Yeah. I was listening to this woman commentator and she was saying like she she's gotten to the place where she believes that women hate men. Because something there's a guy who got banned from all the platforms. Anything. His name, all of them. His name is last name is Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, supposedly, he gives advice, dating advice, but kind of raunchy dating advice. Ever heard? of I never heard of him. But when I mentioned his name, talking to Janice, I was in the car with Janice. Old black dude. 
No, that old black dude died recently. Yeah, he right? died. That's okay, what I'm, yeah. I'm not talking about him. Okay, but that guy seemed to be polished. The guy I'm talking about is Rico Suave. You know, uh, he's a kickboxing champion. You know, um, in the in Europe, tall, light skinned yes. bald dude. Yes, exactly. Yeah, his last name is Tate. Yeah, but all I know is that Michael even knows about him because I, I was mentioning something to Janice about his, and I mentioned his name, and Michael said, "You know that guy?" It's like. Well, I just heard about him. Why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I've well, seen don't... him on a few podcasts that I, that I watched. So he's... what's your thoughts on him just in general, rough, I roughly? Think, personally, I think it's a character. Actually, I think it's kind of like, I heard this on Joe Rogan, that Andrew Dice Clay, mm-hmm. whatever his real name is, had an array of imitations he would do. And Dice was one of them. Mm-hmm. And it was so popular, he took it on his overall persona. Okay. And he got rid of all the other, the whole routine he did, everything. And he just And became Andrew Dice Clay, yeah. Okay. So my guess is this guy had some ideas and he did other things. And like this is probably part of his personality, but then realized I'm getting I'm getting known for this. Mm-hmm. You know, they, what do they say? No pub, uh, bad publicity is still publicity. It's still publicity, right. You know what I mean? Right. So my guess would be so, so he ran with it. Okay, so, so you don't believe this is who he is. But the person that he's presenting to be, what's your thoughts on him, that person? It's annoying. Really? Okay, because yeah. I have no idea. I have because he's gone. Like you can't find him anywhere. They they yeah. they banished him. And it's, I've it's heard... annoying. I, I get where he's coming from. To, to nutshell it, women will make the nice guy their friend and date the a hole. Okay, and that's basically and, and what he's he representing says the a hole to the nth degree. Okay, so the yeah. extreme degree. Yeah. Okay, so what's <laughs> this is funny? Pretty much because two women have the. I've heard two women, conservative women, yeah. come on and defend him. Free speech, probably. Well, so two things. One, they're basically saying like that whole idea of sorry, guys, I'm bad at this. Counseling somebody, just like shutting them down, yeah. is just beyond the pale. They can't even can't even accept that. Now these are women. One was Asian, one was black. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective. So we're not talking about but they're conservative. Yeah, they're conservative, that. and they're you know, or, or at least right leaning, and they're like, this is ridiculous, right? Yeah. And, and again, I say they're women. So you would think that these women would be like, this guy is a terrible person. Get him off the air. There's like, no, don't shut him down. And the second thing is that they said that he does say some good things. Like, even though there, there might be some stuff that, yes, you don't want to hear it, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be, but you can always turn the channel. But there's some things that he said that are that, good. And that's the truth about, about all this stuff. You can, right. al- you can always change the channel. If you don't like what someone is saying or what somebody represents... <sighs> You can always change the channel. You you don't have like it's the internet. Right. The entire world is on the internet. Right. You don't have to solely watch this guy's channel, his YouTube page or a YouTube channel, his Facebook page. He had five million followers because it's partly entertaining. Five million. I can, and I could probably guess that half of them are hate pages or hate followers, like just to just to see what he says oh. so they can get mad and, and comment on it. People who enjoy getting upset. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like the people, I want to be angry, so let me go listen to him. Yeah, it's like the people who hate LeBron. They buy his jersey to burn his jersey. Right. Well, you just spent $200 on a jersey to burn it. So Idiot. He's, yeah. Right. So they probably support him to not support him. Okay. You know what I mean? But still, 5 million followers. I was just like, yeah. I, and, just, and this is someone I never even heard of before, yeah. you know? And he's got 5 million followers. But anyway, He's gone off of every platform, and it's like I'm blown away by that. But that's this is we these 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 are the stakes that we're fighting for right now. Is this type of stuff where people could de- be deplatformed because they say something that you don't like? 
Yeah, and, and they and they they put it as to use your term, they couch it as it could lead it could lead to harm. So they they take it upon themselves. Because Zuckerberg was on Joe Rogan yesterday, and I watched some of it. Really, and he's like, you know, part because he was asking him like, why you know the censorship and all this stuff. He's like. We think is you kind of say what you want. We we have an independent council that views everything. You can always you can go against their their um, their ruling, but we like the thing is then do you censor? You have ten people. Do you censor? You know the the bad people at the risk of censoring two good people, or do you let all the good people talk with? And then you have to understand that you're gonna let some bad people in. He goes, so here's where we struggle. Like, what what is the best action to do? And then I think, then I kind of like veered away from what he was talking about. Right. But, so I understood what he's coming from. It's like you let 10 guilty men go free as long so as one, one free man doesn't doesn't go to jail. Which I'm 100% and for. And that's kind of where he what he was saying. He's like, we, do we let everything go? Because if it, it potentially could harm someone, we feel it's our, our duty to stop it, so to speak. But that's a, but see, that's a, that's where I struggle with. It shouldn't even be a struggle because you say harm. What do you mean by harm? And and I think that the the fact that harm is so TV such movies. a loosey goosey word. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. And and now harm could be oh my, you know, you gave uh, my feelings are hurt. And be, and that's that's real. That's real harm. Yeah. And it's like okay, because of that, we're gonna take you off. Do you understand how pansy, how wussification that is? No, it is, and, that, and it, it sounds like the, the pro, it's like they said the um, the uh, the asshole cop was bullied as a kid, and he became a cop, became the power. Now he's the bully. Mm-hmm. So it's probably the kids who got picked on and said mean things to are now running these companies and realizing, okay, well, I can shut you up now. I don't have to go physically harm you. I can just ruin your life by blasting you on social media. Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's how I look at it. So we got TV and movies here. Fifteen minutes. Have you seen She-Hulk? No, I've I've read I've read things and I saw like YouTube things. On yeah, it. I haven't seen it either. Okay. I um, I I was gonna watch it last night. I came in here. I got it set up, you know, to do a review on it, and we ended up watching another show. We're watching, uh, Shits Creek on. I think it's on Netflix now. Is it really Shits? S C H. I, it's their, their, the town they moved to is, is called Shits Creek. S C H I T T S. Okay. And it's a bizarre show. It's pretty good bizarre. so far. <laughs> it's Eugene Levy with the eyebrows. His son is in it. Uh, Catherine O'Hara from Beetlejuice. She plays a fantastic character. They're just they're uppity people who got taken advantage of by their financial guy, and now they're broke. And at one time, he had pranked or did a joke and bought a town, and that's the one asset the government allowed them to keep. Because it's hard, it's horrible. It's a rundown, crappy little town. Okay. So they have to go live there, and again, they're uppity, pinkies out all the time. Now living in a in a one room motel or a double motel, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. But um, is it raunchy by any chance? I'd, I'd give it a four on a raunchy scale. Yeah, okay. I'd give it a four. They because it's it was on the show. I guess channel was on pop. So maybe they bleeped a lot of stuff out. I never even heard yeah, of Pop. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, what channel is they that? They could have bleeped a couple things out, but on in the internet, they let it flow through. And it's not a lot by any stretch. Okay. It's just funny because it's a half-hour show, and I'm still the mindset where a half-hour show is a network show, and you can't say some things. Mm-hmm. But they say, I'm like, oh, crap. And it, this happened when the very first show, or the second show I watched, the very first show I watched on Netflix was the was the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That was hilarious. But I watched The Ranch with Sam Elliott, Ashton Kutcher, 
uh, Danny um, Patterson, I think his name, Masterson, and then um, Deborah Winger was in it. And it is a very conservative, very country, very anti-liberal show, at least the first few seasons that I watched it. And they F-bombed everything. I'm thinking to myself, what the hell's going on here? But it's the internet. It's a half-hour show. And this was, again, five, six years ago where I still saw half-hour shows as network shows. Mm -hmm. So when they would cuss or say something off the wall, I'm like, like, what's going on here? Why is this doing this? But So anyway, uh, all of that. I want to watch She-Hulk, but I, I keep seeing that it is getting blasted left and right from everything about how the show is. Okay. And so it's kind of making me, like we said before, I don't or do watch shows based on someone's um, critique, an, uh, a quote-unquote um, critic. Mm-hmm. If it, the show interests me, the title interests me, the synopsis, whatever, the characters, I'll watch it. No one's going to influence my thoughts. But to this point, they are... So many people saying it's like the one of the worst things Marvel has ever done. Is it because of wokeness? I don't or? know. Oh, okay. I don't, well, no, because even Disney people, even like people who like that stuff, think it's think it's bad. Okay, so this is this is so my that. guess okay. is someone like you and I would say, and I I have heard the woke message is so intense that it overshadows the show. Okay, I've heard that as well. See, well, listen, I get because I I'm losing hope for MCU, right? But there's yeah. still this little bit of me that wants MCU to go back to his days of glory. So every once in a while, I'll watch like a 10-minute a thing where it's like, uh, what do you call them? Um, egg, eggshells, not eggshells, uh, Easter eggs. You know, like these 10-minute oh, yeah, yeah. things where they say, hey, here's a preview yeah. of some Easter eggs and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. You. Just to see what's coming up, right? Yeah. And so I watch one or two on the She-Hulk. Yeah, what is that? I have no idea. Okay. That wasn't me. Just so I'm putting no, no, it out there. I, that know, was I, okay. I picked up on noises by now. That was something completely <laughs> okay, different. Okay, so um, so I watched a couple on She-Hulk. And, um, and, but into, so anyway, the point I was going to make to you is that just watching what they're showing on She-Hulk, which a lot of the MCU things that's going to happen, yeah. you're gonna, there's a pieces of it that you're going to see parts of it in She-Hulk, yeah, like Daredevil. I, yeah, I heard, that about, I heard that about Miss Marvel. You'd have to watch that if you watch the Marvels and what's coming. Okay. So anyway, but just watching those things on She-Hulk, nothing about it makes me want to watch it. Yeah. Like I just saw it. Like even 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 with uh, the Hulk being in it, I yeah. watched it. Well, and it's like that's uh, something they said. They're no, like they put something just... out. Don't get don't get used to cameos and, and and major heroes in this show. Like you're gonna get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. So apparently he was in the first one. May not be in many more. They may not have other people in it. But I guess they'd made it a point to say, listen, don't think he's going to be in this show because apparently enough was made up about it where they had to come and address it. Mm-hmm. It's like WandaVision had Wanda and Vision. Then you brought in a little girl from Marvel's, the, her friend's daughter from from uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Mar- you brought in yeah. the um, Park, I think his name is, uh, f- or I can't um, – FBI agent from Ant Man, so and then Cat Dennings you brought in from Ant from Thor. Little little things in there, sub mm-hmm. you know right. secondary characters. And then you had um, Winter Soldier and Falcon. It was those two. Then you brought in the uh, the girl from Captain America. I can't think of her name. The agent, whoever who kicked everybody's butt in that one scene. So you have ancillary characters popping in, but no real big name. Superstar. Well, it's it's because money. These guys get paid. Well, but that's what I'm these, saying. These guys so get paid a lot of money. They like these are your and then like Hawkeye. You brought in um, 
the uh, Black Widow, the sister at the very end, or mm-hmm. one or two episodes she's in. So you have these small little characters that pop in and out. But yeah, the Hulk, he's one of the original six Avengers. So like he's probably the biggest name in these shows, you know, except well for uh, um, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh, in these shows. Okay, right. Yeah, okay, but. Right. Jeremy Reiner. Yeah, but saying like so, yeah, because he got his own show, but this isn't a Hulk show. Right. So it's probably expensive to do all the CGI all the time, to Mm -hmm. constantly be in the Hulk out because he's now Hulk twenty four seven. I think she can change in and out. I assume anyway, but I want to see it. I want to see what all the hubbub is about. If it is good, if it really is bad, if it's bad and it's wokeness that makes it bad, and if that's the case, can it be? subsided and understand the story right. you know i'm curious to see how all that stuff goes because i just want to watch a show and that is it so i'm going to be curious when you do watch it it's if probably you, going to be you like most it. likely tonight well i want to, I want to just know if you like it that's all i really want to know do you like it or do you not like it because i'm telling you just based on what i've seen on youtube yeah there's nothing about it that makes me want to watch it oh yeah i don't i don't there's see nothing anything. about it at all and that nothing about the character, nothing about no, it at all. No, there's there's nothing. Like I just see like, this giant green woman walking through the courthouse, right. and I'm like, is she? Is there like maybe is she defending the uh, you know the guy? The, the, they were all in house arrest, and Captain and uh, America broke them all out when they got in Civil War. When they mm-hmm. yeah, are, is she representing them? Like is it something tying to the show to the main thing? Like I want to know. And like I said, I've not seen unless it pertains to a movie mm-hmm. like WandaVision. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Jeremy, the Hawkeye, mm-hmm. Loki. I watch those because they all tie back They're up to, the, to, to the movies. To, to yeah, I've not right. seen Miss Marvel. I've not seen Moonlight or whatever it is. And like She Hulk, it's the Hulk. He's there, but does it play into the upcoming movies? Because if not, I'm not going to waste my time. Like they, I like my story. But, I, but here's the thing. I think it is. Well, see. Like I told you, Daredevil is coming out. You'll you'll see signs of Daredevil that, yeah. in that. And there's another bad guy, a woman who can kick butt. I can't remember her name. I never mm. even heard of her before. Yeah. They're gonna introduce her. So there's other characters that are being introduced in these sub shows yeah. that ultimately might make it to other I mean, so let me say it this way. The cameos that we are used to seeing where or that we hope to see where the big name guys come in, yeah. it might change from that to cameos of these B actors, you know, I'm not even sure. I'm saying yeah, yeah, right I way, got you. That 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 intertwine in their different shows. That might be what happens. It's a possibility. But you see, I I, I want to see it, but it doesn't. I'm not like I didn't know it came out. Like I, it comes out on th- on Thursday. So last night, episode two came out. So I was like, okay, let me you know, let That's me check it, it out. That's I mean, as the, much fanfare as I've seen, is only two episodes. Well, no, they only, they do once a week shows. They don't. They no longer put I'm out. I'm telling you all the, the, the shows. things that I'm telling you that I watched. I watched like weeks ago. Like uh, on, only one show's been out. Last oh, night, episode wow. two came out. Okay, and it's getting all this negative things. So listen, can I switch real quick to a different TV show? It's TV shows, man. Go okay. for it. Okay. <laughs> it's TV, bro. So in my house, the. Uh, the show that we're watching right now is dun, 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 Bionic Woman. Bionic Woman. Bionic Woman. Have you ever heard of it? I have, but not in not in this century. <laughs> You're right. <'cause> it's, <laughs> oh my goodness! It's it, 
she's like the end. She's the opposite six million dollar man. Like yes. she's the counterpart. And, and in fact, she was. They were set to get engaged, and then yeah. she got into an accident, and then they. So you're watching that show? That or show is it like a reboot or remake? No, that show. The you're original, wa- the 19. It came out in like early oh, yeah. 19, like mid 1970s, like 1975 or something like that. You and Janice are watching it. Janice and I are watching it. She found it. And so, look, I'm an early morning guy, an early bed guy. I like to go to bed by 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at the latest. Yeah. So I'm only good for like one show at night. Yeah. And there's three seasons. And I think she's still in season one. I don't know. but Or maybe she might be in season two now. I don't know. But we're watching it. And it's like. So who, she's ahead of you? I don't care about it. I, I don't care about TV. I just do it just to spend time with her. Just like, oh, so she's, just like she's Amy spends it. time with you and, she, and you pull her in, yeah. she pulls me in. But we watch in. it, though. We watch the show together. Right. Like, okay. I won't watch it without her, but she's watching and you just happen to sit down. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Hey, what, what is this? What's going on? You're that guy? Like, tell me what's going on? Oh, no, no, no. I don't even care what's going okay. on. Listen, I, sure. I, I grew up watching this. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the late you. 70s, early 80s, I was watching this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I remember it. And, and, and to me, it's nostalgic. And it's so funny to see how things were done back then oh, yeah, compared yeah, yeah. to how things that are done now. You know? I just, I just finished <laughs> Lost in Space on The original? No, no. Oh, okay. On Netflix. And you see how it was then and now. Like, I looked it up. I was watching it. I knew I know, I know everybody knows Danger Will Robinson, and the robot back then mm-hmm. compared to what the robot is now. Uh-huh. I mean, granted, you've made advancements in in, but not even yeah. yeah. It's like uh, yeah, but holy crap, is it so <laughs> different? And man, it's so. Di- Listen, I, I've I've said this often on the review videos. I say it too, like I I can give you thirty shows in my top three, hands down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's that's in my top three. But I do believe this show might legitimately be in my top five and how much Which I like this show, The Lost in Space. Okay. It was great. It, I, I My kids watched it, so I, I you know, I weaved in and out. So yeah. I know a couple of characters, like the woman who's like a really bad bad girl. Um Forget it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. There's a woman that they had, Doctor Smith, Parker Posey's yes, character. Yes, like yeah. her. She like she was really evil, and it's like there's something. Let's not. She's not evil, but okay. What whatever. Yes. I, so I weaved in and out of it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yes, it was well. From the little that I saw of it, it was well done. But yeah. I didn't watch a lot of it. No, it was it was great. I, I just finished that. It was. I want to say something. Finish yeah, your no, point. Go, and go, go, say no, something. Honestly, I just, I liked it. Like it was one of the. It was. I started watching it a couple years ago, and I, you know, I the first season, and I saw episode. You watching one or it two. by yourself? Yeah, okay. uh, Amy. As much as like I tried to get her to watch some of these shows, most of my taste, the older I get, has become kind of like science fiction, hmm. and she doesn't particularly like it. Though this show is not really like that. This is, is she a rom com or yeah okay. stuff like that, which I'm I'm for also. Okay. But the problem is if. I've, I got by the time I decided to ask to tell her about it, I've already saw the first like eight episodes of season and, and one. And I wouldn't go back. I am. She doesn't. She will. Ref- she will not watch a show that I've already watched. <laughs> so if I wait for her, she's gonna fall asleep around eight nine o'clock, ten right. o'clock. So she's you know? me. I yeah, mean, she, goodness she's gracious. not. And then I want to watch a show with her, and half the time she's on her phone anyway. So it pisses me off that I'm waiting for her to watch a show, mm-hmm. and I can run through eight through six episodes a night, like before. I just it's three seasons, ten episodes, ten episodes, eight episodes. Season three, I was awake till four in the morning watching the show the last two nights. Or um from Sunday and Monday morning. I was up till four in the morning watching the first the first four episodes, the last four episodes. And 
that's how I operate. I can, I, you know, she won't do that. She'll fall asleep. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm stuck watching two shows a night. Yeah. I, I don't need two shows a night. I, I need, a, I need like six a night. I am a hundred percent on Amy's side on this. Like Janice is the same thing. She'll watch, like, she, it's like, what's wrong with you? Going to bed at one o'clock in the morning. Leave oh, me. Yeah. Like, well, no, so I'll fall asleep at like 11, like nine, trying to put Briella to bed. Right. I'll fall asleep with Briella. Get up. Wake up around 10, 10 30 and be awake the whole the rest of the night. Nah, I can't. So I'll watch, so I'll watch nah, the show. I can't do that. But listen, I want to, I want to, this one thing yeah. that I, I wanted to point out to you that I noticed in 1975, one of the episodes that we watched was 1975 yeah. and they passed a gas station. Yeah. Or one of the episodes was based around a gas station. The gas prices in 1975 was, I want to say, 51 cents. This is, and this is LA. Yeah. Or should I say this is California? 51 cents per gallon. Now, you're going to think like, oh, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that was so long ago. That's like last century. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm listening By to the you. time I graduated from high school, and I remember this distinctly because around this time, we were partying. So, you know, we had to put money in together to put gas in the car. Okay? Yeah. So, 1988, uh, 14 years later or 13 years later, Gas prices were ninety eight cents. So in fourteen years, and 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 listen, if it was fifty one cents in California, that means in Florida it had to be you know yeah. forty cents. You know what I'm saying? But all I'm telling you is, fourteen years later, gas only went up forty cents. I got you. And from that point, look where we are now. And Politics. That, so I, it blew my mind. No, and when I when I first started driving, gas was. I remember the head station was 98 cents. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, that was a lot. I remember it was 98 cents when I first got my car back then. No way. Yeah. It was not. I remember going like 150. I'm like, God, this is ridiculous. 150. And then I remember it jumped to like, um, it jumped to like $2 at one point. <clears throat> I think late Bush, early Biden or early right, Obama. Right. It got to like 250. I'm thinking, this is, this is ridiculous. Okay, so let's back up for a second. You're 10 years younger than me. Yeah. And you're telling me that when you started driving, you remember gas under a dollar. Yeah. It was like I was 17 years old. The has 98 cents. Okay. So, so 19, that's what I said. Um, 1998. No. 1988. So 1998 for you. 1998 for you. Yeah. So I we're just, talking. I was in high school. So we're talking 24 yeah. years, 23 years. It went from 50 cents to roughly. Uh, a dollar. Let's just call it yeah. a dollar. Look how much time it went and how incremental the price of gas went up. And from that point, from yeah. the one dollar, it just like it, it when it went up, it never came back down again. Like no. when it got to two dollars, it never came below two dollars no, again. I've never seen it back in the one dollars before in the dollars. Never. Not even well, like. Wait, hold on. When Trump was there, we got it down to uh, one eighty. We where? got down to one eighty down here. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to remember. Yeah, that. yeah. We got down to one eighty when Trump was here, and I remember thinking like, "Wow, under two dollars. This is crazy. Like I haven't seen this since I was a teenager. Well, that's you know good. what I'm saying? But it wasn't. But now, now talking to you, I realized that it probably was a little older. But that's crazy, yeah. man. No, it's that's. It's gas, bro. So listen, politics and like, I, I'm, I'm, I question whether I want to bring this up now because you might spin in and get the locals, and this would be a great local section. But it's dealing with politics, politics also. But I'll just throw it out there anyway. Um, we flipped Miami Dade School Board. I saw that from a liberal to conservative. I saw that the school board. I saw that the article, the Florida Families Fight Back Woke School Board. And I want you to understand, did you read the article? No. Okay, that 
the fact Miami Dade is like I want to say the the fourth or fi- somewhere between three third and five three and five right up there largest school districts in the country yeah so one of the big boys right yeah. and so that's a big deal because you can say all the other ones are are um, liberal and yeah. now we have we actually finally have a big one that's conservative. And the and the big thing about this is that you're talking about a community that is very diverse. You're yeah. talking about you got your Black Americans, you got your Cubans, you got your your Haitians and your Jamaicans. You know, you got you know from all over the world. I mean, you got a that, that's a melting pot of yeah. communities that have been liberal forever, and now they're saying, "Hold on a second, no, 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 <laughs> walk yeah. this back a little bit." Well, you know? because we've said it, we've said it many, many times, even. People who vote Democrat are ten, personally are 10 times more conservative than I am. They do not like the way they don't want touching your kids, uh, talking about your kids, touching on certain subjects in the school. They don't want um, same sex marriage. They're against that. They're they're very religious. They are all very conservative mindset. But the Democrats have been able to brainwash them to thinking you're a minority, you're never going to be good enough, so here's some free money. Mm-hmm. And they've made them believe they're less than what they could be, but their values are stronger, are, ve- are they're very conservative values. So now they've, again, they, they've kind of woken up a monster that COVID allowed this, us to see CRT. They've, they've seen all the woke stuff that people have been pushing, and in these, these, these um, you know, liberal parents or dem- Democrat parents are realizing we're conservative. We just didn't really realize it because we keep voting for this crap. You know, they want to give us handouts and free or money. Or maybe they don't even think about it. They may, they, they they may not. I, and again, we saw that with COVID showed all this stuff that's going on behind closed doors when schools, and they're like, no, no, no. Listen, I may, I may want to be Democrat. I may want to, you know, feel like I want a better society because that's the the, the image that Democrats have painted for Democrats. Mm-hmm. But hell no, they're hurting society by some of their policies. Remember I told you Larry Elder when he was running for governor? Yeah. And um, Dave Rubin was saying, like, do you think that your message is going to resonate, you know, where you can even get a chance? And he said that as he's touring California, what he realizes that, hold on, most of Californians, they don't want to get into politics. All they want to do, all all they have time to think about is busting my butt for eight hours, you know, a day at work, yeah. coming home so I can pick up my kids, get some get some food in the stomach before I take them to soccer practice, get them home, showered, you know, do their homework, maybe eat dinner, you know what I'm trying to say, and then go to bed and do the grind all over again. Yeah. They, they, they don't have time to think about politics, you know? And you just said something, and I read an article last week on this, is that as as much as we can rail against COVID, and which we should and can and and like I said, people should be brought up on charges, right? The one silver lining about COVID is that it gave parents the opportunity to see what the schools are teaching. Yeah, and I I never got. In fact, Jeff's wife, uh, Jeff's wife, they they had to see they got they had to take care of their grandchild. Uh, for the first few months because of whatever. And they, I never forgot her, her name is Susan. I never forgot her saying like, I was watching, I was listening 
to what he was being taught. And we're talking, yeah. he was in kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. I, I was listening to what he was being taught. I was like, what is that? So I, I experienced it firsthand, what parents were saying, like, hold on a second, what's going on? They did yeah. a double take. And now you see the fruits of that coming out. Yeah, where you, parents you, you are saying, hear, you this hear is the ridiculous. teachers in the background yeah. talking, and you're like, the hell was that? That right. sounds like something here on TV. There's no way your teacher said that, so you let it go and yeah, say exactly. something else. Like, <laughs> what the what the hell's yeah. going on? What the heck's going on yeah, here, man? Yeah. You know, but listen, there was four schoolboys that flipped in Florida. Four. Okay. So, the, but Miami Dade happens to be the largest, so that it got the, it took the most oxygen yeah. in the room. But four flipped in Florida. That's, That's a big deal. And DeSantis, I mean, I, I love that guy, man. I I love him as governor. I don't know if I would love him as president. But I love him as governor uh, for this for f- because he's here for a very specific purpose and and he's this dude Chris man like he's bashing DeSantis and it's like man I I don't even know because the, the how like the, the Republicans hope the Republicans hope that let the a- action speak louder than words they hope that his body of work will show that like. There's a clip of Charlie Chris saying, thank God for Joe Biden. He's the best president of my lifetime. And the problem is the people who are Democrats or liberal, they, they just believe what they're told. You know, DeSantis is ruining your, your state. That's right. He is. Except for when you go outside, we are, we are top three in the country across the board. Right. And all metrics. All everything. metrics. Yeah. That. Are high, we perfect? High, high, no, right. nothing can be perfect. To your point, nothing can be a utopia. But- as far as the, the 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 state is going compared to all the other 50 total states in this country, we're way up there. L- Regardless of what the media tells you, they, they, we're we're thriving down here, and DeSantis is a huge part of that. So I, I just want to go check that video on YouTube. Which one? DeSantis, Florida thriving under DeSantis. Okay. Um, I just want to just want you guys to consider this for a second. You have let's just look at New York and, and New York and Florida. Let's just look at these two states. New York shut down. Florida shut down for just a little bit, and then decided it's like the heck with that. We're opening back up. In that since that time, the death rate between New York and and Florida virtually the same, negligible difference, right? Yeah. And it when you factor in the fact that the the older generation, the older population in Florida is so much higher than New York, our numbers. Should be, I mean, if you if you factor that in, our numbers are way better than New York, yeah, right. And yet, economically, lifestyle wise, in Florida, we are living so much better. Our life is so much better than living in New York. But yet, New York went a certain direction. And even if you give them the benefit of the doubt, like they didn't know, so they went in that direction. Let's not bash them. Okay, can we not bash Florida? Because Florida went in the opposite direction, got the same results, right. and look look where we are as a as, as a state. Here it's on it's on our video. ND clips episode ninety six. Florida thriving under Governor DeSantis. California and Florida have both taken different approaches to managing COVID nineteen. Both states initiated lockdowns early in the, in the pandemic, but since then Florida has ensued. Never seen that before. Um, gotten rid of mass mandates, lockdowns, and other public health guidelines to mitigate deaths in hospitals from COVID. California, on the other hand, had multiple lockdowns and mass mandates in place since the, since June 18, 2020. Despite this, per capita cases, hospitalization, and deaths in these two states are similar. California had about 
8,900 cases per 100,000 people, while Florida had 8,700 versus 100,000 people. So only off by 200 per 100,000 people. To our good now. To, to our good. To our doing better. Right. To Florida being the, you know, open to do your thing and but listen, California shutting down. But, like you but, can't, but, you but can't I'm have saying, that. but just using California. So already our numbers are slightly better than California, right? Yeah. But we have an older population, yeah. which means that if you factor in our older population, I mean, that num- the 200 Delta might be 400, 500. Yeah. You know, when you factor in how much worse we should be doing because we have an older population. I never forgot when uh, Biden said, you know, uh, the winner of death in Florida. You know, it's like, what, yeah. what's wrong with you, man? They, they like, what are, what are you doing? Us. So anyway, the the fact that they're that that Chris is bashing uh DeSantis, I'm telling you, if DeSantis doesn't win by twenty, thirty points this election, I'm gonna be shocked. I, I just don't even understand, like, even if you are a Democrat and you're a staunch Democrat, you can't say in your heart of hearts that you wish you had a different governor. That you wish you had one of these yeah. like a Newsom or uh uh, Whitmire, whatever that lady's name in Michigan is, or Kumo. You can't yeah. tell me, or Como, whatever his name is. You can't tell me that's what you want. That's what you wanted as a governor. Get out of here with that crap. No, listen, man. We we know it. We there. There's one on here. I can't find it because I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find the clips from the video. But it says like the CDC or somebody came out like, listen. Regardless of what people want to say, Florida got it right. Old people first. Everyone else can fend for themselves. It was a year after it happened, and it was kind of like a – I don't even think it was a mainstream publication like CNN, MSNBC, stuff like that, Fox. It was just this like back back little uh, publication that said, like, listen, man, CDC said Florida did it right. Handle the old people and the, the those who need the care. Everybody else, it's tar- go about your it, business. It's called targeted protection. That yeah. came straight out of uh, – uh, the Barrington Declaration, targeted protection as opposed to this global protection because you're yeah. not going to be able to stomp it out. No. And, and listen, but if all things were equal, let's just, I'll say this one thing, last thing. If all things were equal, right, the one thing that Florida got, you know, forget about the whole economic boom that we got, but the one thing that we didn't get that all these other states got is they had kids who got damaged. We have damaged kids in yeah. all these different states. Because they were locked down, they they no, they they lost heads, they lost yeah. some mental capacity because they were locked down. Suicide rates are up. It's so funny when you hear uh, Walensky from uh, the CDC. Yeah, uh, I heard Walensky. I heard the governor of New York. I forgot her name now, but the governor of New York. They're talking about how sympathetic they feel towards the kids for the last two years. You know, and it's like. A lot that a lot of good that does, you know what I'm saying. Looking back at it, a lot of good that does because now you have damaged kids going back into your system, yeah. a system that's not even designed to to repair these kids. No, that's true. I don't even know where where our community is going to be in ten years. I got you. You know, so I mean, yeah, I can't I can't find a thing on here. Um, I, I looked it up. Like I saw something from Fox, but I don't want to read the Fox one. I want to find the one that I actually found. But either way, it's on. It's uh, it might be on our video somewhere. I have it clipped in here. But yeah, like the CDC said, like Florida, they got it right. The the people targeted, like you said, targeted protection. Who needs it? Go from there. And that's that's what that's what we did. Because Florida's one of they wouldn't. I remember growing up, Florida was called Heaven's Waiting Room. 
once you reach a certain age, you move to Florida and, and rode it out to the end. So we have a lot of old people here. <clears throat> and we, we had, I think we have one of, if not the biggest retirement community in the country. If I remember correctly, and don't quote me because I won't be able to find it in time. They lost no old people. I'm not sure if it was the villages or wherever it was. They had zero deaths to COVID in the biggest uh, old folks home in the country. Is in it Florida? Florida? Yeah. Century Village then? I, I don't it's know what it is, but be... they had no no deaths to COVID or something along those lines. Okay. You know, that's and, a, that's and, and a, that's a, that's a big deal. It's man. a huge deal, but it's it's only a huge deal if, if DeSantis was a Democrat. So, so because he's a Republican, they don't care. So on that so on that note, it's about it's about being honest, intellectually honest. Yeah. Okay. There there, there are things that Republican that Democrats stand for that you're you're all about. Okay, I got it. Whatever that is, but can you like not bash the truth when you see it at the same time? Can you just say okay? Yeah, he got it right, and and just move on. Yeah, it shouldn't matter who gets the credit, right? That, did it work? That this is the way that we should have done it, you know. Just just last thing I want to tell you about this. I'm joining uh, uh this this lady Carla Spalding, mm-hmm. who uh, yeah Carla Spalding. I looked her up. She won the primary for our area that is being overseen by Washington Schultz, Debbie Washington Schultz. And listen, this is a democratic stronghold that we're in, yeah. hugely democratic stronghold. So everything is stacked against us. But I'm joining her party, man. I'm going to start working with her group to try to get her elected. So you guys hear it here first. Neighbor the discourse is going down to one day a week. <laughs> and remember, mark it down. Open topic. Here we go. We have an open topic. Football. Tell football. me about. Tell okay. me about uh, Malik's football. So, I didn't even know we had an open topic. That's yeah, excellent. Okay, that's an open topic. For whatever go we got. So I ended last week's show. You know, uh, I'll I'll leave you with this. Right. That I can see where the victimization of people come from. So we're it's the very the very very first play of the game. The kickoff. The other team gets it, fumbles it around, picks it up, takes it back eighty something yards for a kickoff return for a touchdown. There was a holding a holding on the play for the other team. So the other team went back and scored. So the ref threw the running down the sideline. The ref on the other side of the field, I believe, threw a flag. And the ref on our side of the field threw a flag. They're running down this, that, and the other. And they, they say, you know, uh, holding on the whatever. And then they, on the other team. And they throw a flag on our side. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, they flagged the bench. So again, I'm sitting next to parents. It's a separate thing we're going to get to. Football is for where my nephew plays. is a It's a cultural thing. It's it's very evident when you sit and watch how some people react versus others. Okay. So I'm with the, I'm standing by the fence with Liam. Is, some, is he playing Miami by any chance? No, they, okay. they play around here. Okay. So he's they're they're they throw the flag. And they flagged the bench. And I said, go, they're going to flag the bench. And the person next to me is like, no, no, the kid held it. I go, listen, they're flagging our side. The coach can't run on the field, down the field, yelling the entire time. You can't do that. And sure enough, they flagged the coach on, on Malik's team for running down the side. Yeah, he said, we were yelling and cussing. Because I wasn't cussing. He goes, you were. Like, you cussed at me. 15 yards, you guys got penalized. So my thought, my bad ref, I'm a, a cop in the game. I don't think I said anything. Whatever. Nope. 
he gets with another coach. Here it starts. They're they're going to be against us the whole game. The refs, the home cooking. They're going to be. They're on. We're now we're going to play the team and the refs. And he turns to the kids. Pay attention, kids. They're going to come out. They're not going to be able. We're not going to be able to beat them and the refs. It's all you know. The game's already in. The fix is in. All this stuff. And I'm like, and I'm looking. I'm like, brother, this is the first play of the game. Your guy was running on the field. Your guy was cussing at the ref. Your guy screwed up. All you got to do is my bad and sorry, ref, won't happen again. And you move on. And listen, but you don't. I'm okay if you just like F you and go back to the sideline. Yeah. But now you you invoke your kids. That's the that's what I'm saying. So like listen, and then so something else goes in. So we're so we're watching, we're watching um the game. The fir- I didn't see his first game. I saw his second game. The offense, they're they're 0-3. I think they scored one touchdown for the whole season so far. What does he play, by the way? Um, tight end, receiver, defensive end. Okay. So they're doing their thing out there, and this is game two. I didn't see the first game, but but they lost. I saw the second game. They played against um, – I can't think of the team, but their offense is on the field. It's a wishbone. No receivers, no anything. Hand to the left, hand to the right. Five plays, six plays, we'll say. Well, it was a good it was a good drive. We'll say six plays, no passing, right down a scored, no problem. No penalties, no nonsense. This is Malik's team. No, the oh, other no, team. Okay. So Malik's okay. team gets out there. Right. It's it's a spread. Uh, ha, um, they're in shotgun, a receiver back there, two or three guys out. They try a reverse. They lose 10 yards in the first play. They do it again, loses seven yards. Throws an incomplete pass. They, they tried to reverse twice. Yes. So this is this is two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, okay, maybe whatever. But I see it. And my, my the old man pointed it out the week before, and I saw it with my own eyes on week two. These coaches think they're playing a video game. They think they're playing college football or NFL. They think they're gonna do all this gadget stuff and it's going to work. And they got the doors blown off them in the second game. They didn't score. The other team scored a bunch of points. I don't think I was there for the first half. They did not throw the ball. Hold on a second. You're saying that you couldn't stand it? You had no, to no, leave? I would have stayed. Oh, okay, I would have stayed okay. there, but the game started 45 minutes late. Okay. And I've I've given an hour to the game. Yeah. Okay. And if you start half hour late, you lose a half hour from me. Right. So they scored two touchdowns, three touchdowns in the first half. Didn't throw the ball one time. And they ran over these guys. Malik's team, week two that I saw. And this past week, the past week especially, I don't think I can over-exaggerate by saying every single offensive play, they only had 10 players. They did not have 11. Every single play. And it's because someone forgot to come in. No, it's because every play they have, they put in a new player. This package gets this guy. You know, you're the wrong receiver. Wow. You come here. You get the one kid. They, yeah. it's, it's kid's number nine. He comes off the sideline. And they're yelling at this kid like he's an adult. You don't know where to go. What the F is wrong with you? Da da da. I'm thinking to myself, dude, you had that guy quarterback, running back, and tight end in three straight plays. How the hell is he supposed to know where to go when you don't know where he goes? So I'm watching this. They're yelling at these kids for not being on the field, for being in the wrong position. These coaches are so bad and they're blaming it on the kids. And I wanted to say, like, if it was, and I'm not a boisterous person, like, I'll tell if, if you do what the coach says during the game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything about the coach when I'm not coaching. But in the car, I will voice my opinion. These guys, I would have a hard time not telling them how much they sucked because they suck. So one kid comes off. He fumbled the ball. 
Coach pulls him up, but shoulder pads, yelling in his face. You have two effing plays, two effing plays. That's all you have. You get one of your plays and you fumble the ball. Go sit the hell down. And I remember that. So the next day comes where I had dinner at my parents' house. Go, hey, does that tall, skinny guy? Yeah, that's the head coach. What number is his kid? Well, his kid's not on. His kid, he doesn't have a kid on the team. He has a daughter that cheerleads. Go, hold on a second. This guy coaches, like, he has no kids. You know, and I'm, listen, I'm all for getting in someone's face. To a certain extent, there's things you can and cannot say to a child mm-hmm. in the football competitive mindset. But I'll give a little bit more leeway. But what and how he was saying to this kid who wasn't his kid, blaming him for fumbling the ball, I saw the play. The, the handoff didn't even get to the kid in time because the whole other team's backfield was uh, in the back. Was, was in the back. The, <laughs> off, the defense, defense line was in the back. Was here. in the backfield. Right, right. They, they, they were handing off the yeah. defense. They were lined. I could see it. They right. were lined up. If you can teach a kid this to pass protect, the kids were all standing back a little bit, mm-hmm. not leaning forward for a run play, mm-hmm. and they handed the ball off. The play was bad. They and then why can't you guys know your routes? Why can't you know your positions? And thinking to myself, this team we played this past week. Didn't substitute anybody. The receivers were their receivers. The running backs were the running backs. They didn't move in and out. They up and down the field. I, at one time, I told him, Celine, watch this. Number 24, he's way out wide. I go, if they see this, 24 is like a foot to the middle of the field where the defender is a foot on the outside. If they see this is open and send this kid, even turning into the middle of the field, he's going to get a touchdown because there is nobody no around yeah. us. And he goes, okay, we'll see. Three plays later, I'm like it was like third and whatever. They hit this kid on an in, and he goes 70 yards for a touchdown. And the lady next to was like, "How do you see that?" I said, "Because these coaches are bad. Right. They don't know what they're doing. You don't have a guy out this wide, and then have the defender outside of him. That leaves the whole middle of the field open." <laughs> yeah. So she starts yelling, "Cover the middle!" This lady was right. you heard on the podcast. Yeah. They've listened to it. She's half my size and triple the volume of that I could ever ma- <laughs> I could ever reach. Right. She's loud, and. It's, and so the, he comes off and he blames the kid. You're in the wrong position. And the kid's like, and, and I hear his mom next to me, he play, he doesn't play de- uh, defense. You know, she's a meek little old lady. Yeah. So apparently the kid doesn't play defense. Once someone got hurt and he was the kid next to the, the Me- kid next to him just threw in there. Yeah. They substitute in and out so often, they don't know where to go. They don't teach the kids certain things. Like, it's it's just bad. And so after the second game. Real quick, they have a lot of people on the team? There's about 30 kids on the team. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, like, Malik, let's say he plays tight end. He's there on first down, second down. They take him out for third down, bring in two other players. Now they have 10, 10 kids on the field. Where the hell so-and-so? They run some random kid out there. They it's, – it's not a video game. It's peewee football. Run the ball five-yard out, five-yard in. No, no drop back, no quarterback bootlegs. I mean, the two teams that I saw were as basic offense as smash possible, mouth. The smash and mouth. they north beat and the south. doors off yeah, of them. Yeah, north and south. Like e- even even the the big play they had, it was a five yard in, and again I saw it. There was nobody around. It was just best. So all that being said, this was supposed to, was not supposed to be a football commentary. Every time a mistake was made, they blamed somebody else. The ref blew this. The other the other you know you, your teammate didn't know what he was doing. Like they helped one kid by blaming another kid, and then they then the coach, like, they didn't realize that they were the problem on every single play. 
Okay, so every Steve, every single play, they brought in two or three people, I, and every single play, I they only want, had I, ten guys. I, I'm not trying to stereotype when I ask this question, but I just need to get some feedback. Coach, yeah. coach is black or white. They're all the whole coach. There's one white guy, which we will get to in a second. Okay, and there the other other one, two, three, four, maybe five guys are black. And now all, you're probably thinking, why is there six coaches on a Pee Wee football team? Steve, well, I have no idea. Well, listen, you say question. But you say you got thirty kids, so you know if you, if, bro, if, I can I can handle thirty kids. <laughs> okay, I was a teacher for, for listen, twelve years. No, no, I'm saying, you but if, you, if you're if you're gonna kids. train someone in a particular position, you're saying you wanna you but see, you, wanna break, you wanna break out. That's and the say, thing. Okay. You're not. These kids are eleven years old. Okay, they're not. This guy, he may be a receiver because he's tall and skinny, but he may one day be tall and fat. Mm-hmm. You teach the kids football. Who can catch? Who can run? And once you get that figured out, then you set your team and you work as a team. You don't like my my football coach in high school. We were horrible. He was in the NFL for X amount of years. He ran like an NFL practice. Receivers only do receiver drills. Linemen only. We never ever ever were on a on a full offensive team except for when we played the game. Well, we never lined up. But together. I'm saying, but that. And you said you guys were horrible, right? Yeah, yeah, for I can, sure. I can tell you yeah. that's that's a horrible so, way of doing things. So these are little kids. Right. If you can catch, you can catch. Okay, offense is over here. And you run the offense all the time. You don't run individual receiver drills. You don't do this stuff. Now, I don't know if they do that, but I'm saying that you don't got to reinvent the wheel when it comes to football with kids. Right. You just do the basics. So hold on. I, so I, I just have to... Pump the brakes just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, bit. go, go. Because they, I'm, I'm venting here because no, no, no. I, I, I want to get back to it. Football we, we is might, easy. We might go a little over, but football I just football is easy if you just know what you're doing. But I, just from a coaching, to a certain extent, just from a coaching perspective, yes. what you just described about your football experience was the opposite of my football experience. I mean, I felt like my football experience was like I was on a pro team. Yeah. Not only did we first we started off together, then we broke up into our individual uh, positions. Yeah. Then we broke up into different sides of the line yeah. and then we came together as a team. Yeah. And at some point in there there was there was special team. So we covered everything every day and yeah. there was plenty of time to do it all. No, no. You so know? that's not there's a special teams. They they punt the ball but if this one kid runs around, he's spinning around um, fumbles the ball. Someone is there to, someone is there to recover it. And the coach is yelling, where, where are the gunners? Where is the this? And the, the kid's on the sideline. He, <laughs> he didn't know. He wasn't even in the play. No, they didn't know, they didn't know it was a punt up. <laughs> you know, because they were busy on the sideline right. yelling about the play that just happened. Right. And there was only 10. Like, then, then the guy, like, there's one guy yelling, you know, get the punt team ready to another guy. Then the other guy, all right, punt team on me. And I'm like, why do you have, redundancies these are little kids mm-hmm. when i when i played except for my last year in optimus everybody played both sides of the ball for the most part you how big was your team oh uh, yeah probably 30 kids wow okay certain kids weren't, Listen, 30 weren't good enough it's a big team yeah just so you know that's a yeah, big no, there's team at least 30 kids so okay. you had you had your and not a big team but that's a that's a manageable size team yeah. that's what also, well we, uh, let's say we didn't play both sides okay. i i played I was linebacker, and then once in a while I was tight end. But I, I knew both sides of the ball. And one, I was for three years. I played linebacker, and then the last year I played, I was tight end. But we learned everybody did defense, first team defense, second team defense. So everybody did first team offense, second team offense. But you knew what everything was. There was no mistaking what would happen. Mm-hmm. If you had to go in, you knew where you were going. But you only went in if that kid was tired or got hurt. It wasn't all right. Package three, give me. You know, you yeah, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. 
These guys were know doing your audience. It. Know your audience. They, they didn't know. They, they didn't know it. Every time there was a mistake, they blamed. Oh, so going back everybody. to everybody. What 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 age group would you say the coaches were in? These guys, they were probably mid thirties, late thirties. So older guys. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the really one, ones are kind of young, but like I said, I mean, they're the head coach. You put them up. Older, I don't know. I mean, he's a tall, skinny guy. Not tall, skinny. But he's a taller, skinny guy. But I, I honestly couldn't tell what, how okay, old he was. Okay. I didn't even know he was the coach because he sat down most of the time and was yelling from the bench and got up every now and then. Not something a head coach was doing, mm-hmm. which to me is why are you drawing attention to yourself by sitting down? Mm-hmm. Like that, that kind of stuff bothers the hell out of me. But he, uh, every time something happened, I want, there was one time where it was second and 10. They got sacked for like, Something there's a penalty. All right, coach. Coach, what's your next play going to be? I need. I don't. I don't know what the flag is. So I don't know what our personnel is going to be. It was second and seven. There was a ten yard holding or something or a sack, or whatever it was. You're back ten yards, regardless of what it is. What personnel do you need to? Sw- <laughs> Who changes personnel with eleven year olds? You're not playing a video game. You're not in so, college. So what's your big takeaway from all this? What's your social takeaway from all this? My social takeaway is yeah. very different. Okay. My social takeaway is. Hold, hold on, hold on. You want to say something about the white coach? One kid got hurt. All the kids were on a knee. He went over and started praying with them. I took a picture of that just in case something went sideways. I okay. was like, hey, this, this is not allowed. This is a government city. Uh, this is a government city uh, park here. Let's stop all that craziness. Okay. But no, there was, one, one kid got hurt. One kid got hurt. I don't even know why I'm laughing. And, I don't even know why I'm laughing. And they're sitting down, and you know, all the kids grab a shoulder. Right. And from there, the, I, and again, I assume he's praying because his head's down, all the kids are heads down, his mouth is going really fast. So I assume he's he's doing something very quickly. Right. But this is on the field. On the sideline. But on yeah. the sideline. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On the sideline. Okay. At that. Okay. That was on the field, which was, I would have been okay with on the field as well. But okay. Yeah. But cool. again, he's a kid got well, hurt. Listen, but but what, what's your big takeaway? My takeaway is one: there, you know, this is how you create people who don't have no accountability. You blame everybody else. There are times there are bad calls for sure. Like when I coached these basketball team, r- the rules were simple: you don't talk to the ref. I don't care if it makes a good call, a bad call. You have nothing to say. That's why I'm here. You don't stop to the whistle blow. To the whistle blows, you keep going. I will tell the ref if the call is bad, if it's not. But regardless, bad a call or not, the call is made a stance. We don't worry about it. And that's how I coach. These guys, every time a flag was blown, here they go. They're coming. They're at us again. Guys, pay. And then it, it would be on the other team. Victim mentality. Yeah, they'd be on the other they team. They have oh, it, and they they're got, They felt on. bad for us, you right. know. So they gave us this one, but they're gonna get us next time. Right. How about just shut your face and go coach? Right. You know Victim what I mean? Mentality, and you see it. That's, that's bro. And sad. these these kids are, you know, they're ten. There's, you know, ten, eleven, twelve is, years is, old. Is Malik enjoying himself? I don't think so. He doesn't want to play. He, you know, Kibi wants him to play. Okay. So I think this time around, he wanted to play. The first time he didn't, he didn't want to. I believe this time he wanted to, but I don't. I don't know if he's having fun or not. He's not built for that. Like he's built south for right. athletic body, but right. he's not built to. I don't think he's more of a soul. He's probably out there to have fun with his friends. Right. And you know, if he ever got his mind right, he would be a. He would be a force, but he's there to have fun, not there to play football, in La- my opinion. Lasting on this topic, I know, I think it's the team that plays here at the park yeah. over here, where it's the high school coaches of the surrounding schools yeah. that coach that team. Okay. I, that's what I think. I, I don't know if this is, it's not this team. He's not playing for this team, is he? No. Okay. So the team over here, it's the surrounding coaches 
of the high schools that coach that team. I think um, Western head coach is the head coach of this team, and then the surrounding coaches come under him. And basically, that's like the best team around. Yeah. And and the reason they do this, and they run it like a high school camp, and the reason they do this is so when these kids come up to high school, yeah. then they can you know, pull them into their program. So they're already training them at a younger age. So That's, if if they're, if he's serious about him wanting to be serious about football, he might want to think about taking him to this park. Yeah, they, I mean, the thing, too, like I tell him, you know, you know, it's hard to criticize a coach who volunteers their time to do this. But then but then, no, no, no. But then there's – No, like I said, you don't have time to coach. Like you, you don't have time to sit home and draw up plays. You have to get, leave work. Go practice. For, Apparently, you do based on all these packages you're telling me about. That's what I'm saying. Like so, it's not. It's. I mean, it's, come on. It's something you can't really like give your your full attention to. I would say because you're again you're a volunteer. And I told him. So that being said, there also is a line in the sand where you're just bad. There's just nothing you can do other than be bad at coaching, and you need to know just stop coaching. Like when you when nothing you do works. And you can see it's not working, and you choose to blame everybody. Right. You have to realize it's a you problem, not an everybody else problem. Hmm. I would, I would have hate, I would hate to be his uh, wife, his spouse, or his kids, because I mean that's just a. Yeah, it's I just, just it's annoying stuff, man. Like, like I don't, like I said, football's not hard. Run the ball, pass here and there, no big deal. Do we got another spin? No, that's the third one. We're at a ten minute really? wrap up. Yeah. What was the first spin? TV movies and the second one politics. Oh my goodness! I totally forgot. Okay, cool. So then I, then I'm gonna hog this one. Then you got six minutes. We took. We wrapped up the. Uh, other. I'm good. I got plenty of time. All right. Well, I don't think. <laughs> as you try to find out what to do, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Uh, doubting, doubting me? One thousand percent. Hey I mean, guys, I'm off the grid for August. Hold a second. Here's a generic intro to a clip we wanted to show you. Listen, I don't care what's in Hunter Biden's life. I mean, Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe, like, even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like, if, you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and, understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like, it's like, it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like, there's just, it doesn't even, it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop, in my view, right? Now that's not that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that that's a, just a conspiracy that's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump absolutely it was absolutely right but I think it was warranted right and I'm and again it's a coin toss as to whether or not Sam I'm sorry that particular piece I'm, I'm really yeah. sorry I, I was the one that said we should move yeah, on yeah. but you've just okay. said something I really struggle with it. that which is the, kid, the, kid, the, kid, the kids in the basement you no no <laughs> fuck yeah. the kids in the basement I'm interested yeah. in democracy you're saying you are content 
with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically re-elected as president. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left-wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left-wing. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Liz Cheney is You're doing everything in her power. conspiracy to prevent somebody no, being but democratically it's not like a, No, but there's nothing. Conspiracy, it's not, it, it was a conspiracy out in the open, It does, but it doesn't matter if it was, a, it doesn't matter what part's conspiracy, what part's out in the open. I mean, I think it's like, if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon, you know, if, if it's like if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course. Right. Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some of that conversation would be in public. Some of it would be in private. We have a massive problem. We have an existential threat. Right. Politically speaking, I consider Trump an existential threat to our democracy. Right now, it's not, he's not going to destroy the world, very likely. He destroyed democracy in the process of protecting democracy. No, that, but that doesn't destroy. No. I wanted to. I wanted him to say that if you destroy okay, democracy, so I, the message in order was, to was save taken. The, in order to save democracy, yeah. that that line right there is going to somehow that's going to follow me for the rest of my life. If you destroy democracy in order to save democracy. Yeah. So there's so much to pull out of that that I'm gonna, and you know I only got a couple of minutes, so and and I might want to revisit it next time we come back, but this like when I hear a person like this speak, yeah, this is what drives me crazy about Jeff, because you know and like listen, Jeff, Jeff's like my best friend, right? Yeah. And so and and Jeff and I go back and forth on this so much, it you know it's ridiculous. But this is an individual, right? He's not a nobody, okay? No, he's a, he's a big-time philosopher, and people— They, know, they respect him, and, they, they, and it's like they listen to him. And he's basically saying, like—so multiple fronts, but let's just start with the last thing he said. If, if there's a if there's a asteroid coming towards Earth, and we all come into a room to figure out how we're going to deal with that, is that a conspiracy? No. So when we say that they come, they are coming together to collude in order to stop Trump. Are we? Can we? Can we now say that we're no longer a conspiracy theorist? Can we? Can we get off the conspiracy corner? I mean, they are truly coming together. They're 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 they're, they're wrapping their arms around each other and saying we have to stop this guy. Oh yeah, no that that I get what you're saying because the they basically said they basically said. Yes, we have the laptop. Yes, we know what could be on it. But that doesn't compare to what we know about Trump and the threat that he poses. So we're willing to overlook the potential, you know, um, collusion with Russia and China, the business deals, the whatever nasty things that you the Epstein Island type stuff. We're willing to overlook all of that because that's a five on a 10 where we believe Trump is a 10 out of 10. So we're going to put this away. We know it's there. Well, we know it could be bad, but it's not as bad as what Trump could do. So so hold that thought for a second, because that, that's my second point. But the, I want to make sure that the first point is crystallized, that they are conspiring. I just want to just drop the mic there that they are conspiring. And he, he as much as admitted it that they're expi- conspiring. And so let's just get that out of the way. But here's the second thing. Why... In comparison, they're saying that Trump is an existential threat to democracy. Yeah. And 
I, I literally, we have to find a third party because I need to know, please itemize what it is about Trump or that he does yeah. that is an existential threat to democracy. Tell me what, he, what my, it is. My guess would be he's in cahoots with Russia would be their answer. But, they still they still believe that that is the case. Okay, listen, think about this for a second. The the government spent twenty million dollars plus. They had the oh, entire FBI yeah. at their disposal, and not to mention the intelligence agency. They had everything at their disposal. All the lawyers, all left leaning lawyers, at that. Yeah. Trust me, if they could have gotten Trump. They would have no, gotten and, Trump. And the fact that they don't see that is mind-blowing. They they do not relent when it comes to Trump. They throw everything and then some. You know, there's no stopping what they're trying to do to, to discredit him to make sure he can't run. And my guess is there'd be some liberal that would say, well, that just he, – he's so far in cahoots that his people are in the FBI. They would say that even right. though it's – even though it's a fact but so listen, that, the, that the FBI is a weapon of the left, it's known. There's no disputing so it. So here's my they question They would for still you. find a way to go against if it. If I was a liberal, right? I'm, I'm a regular Joe in the street working a regular job. I'm a liberal. I listen to Sam Harris and people like him yeah. give me information. Yes, you can point at Steve Champagne and say, okay, yeah. that I, Me, I'll be the kind of person who's yeah. going to say, well, he's got you know uh, minions inside the FBI doing whatever, whatever, right? I can you can point at a regular guy, yeah, but not the Sam Harris's of the world. They know the truth. They're yeah. not being sold a bag of good, a, a, a no, bill I of sale. Agree. They know what's really happening, and so for him to say this, he knows that he's lying. He's projecting a lie from his position but right they, here. They all know. They all know they've been lying. Every one of them know they're lying because every one of them know that their their constituents will believe them. So there's no need to be honest when you know they're believing your nonsense. The third thing, because I know we got to run out, yep. is this. The fact that, remember how we said, you, you brought this up earlier, you know, I'll, I'll let 10 guys go to make sure that the one guy yeah. doesn't get, you know, because we're going to do things by the book in such a way that if 10 guys have to be excused so that one innocent guy goes free, yeah. so be it. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to follow the book. He basically, very clearly, at the very beginning, says, I don't care if there are dead bodies in the basement. Yeah, it doesn't add up to I don't care. And, yeah. he, and I, I literally, and listen, I, last, last season you made this comment early on about uh, Hunter Biden being a, a sexual perv, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say, and child molester and all that stuff. And I called you on the car, I'm like, come on, you don't say things like that. He's like, what do you mean? It's true. When he said that, I thought about you making that statement last yeah, year because I'm ago. like, that's not just any statement that he's making. I believe there's dead bodies in the basement. And look, I know right now Jeff is like throwing things at his radio like, what's wrong with no, you, No, why Steve? would he use that particular I'm telling you, I believe uh, there's metaphor. dead bodies There's dead bodies in the basement. I believe that I, I without being able to prove it, I believe 100% that this guy is a pervert. I believe that he's a, that anything sexual, He's able, whether it's animals, whether it's kids, whatever it is, I believe everything is possible with this guy. And I believe this guy, Sam Harris, knows that it's possible. And he just leaked it out just a little bit just to soften the blow when it actually finally does come out. Yeah. But the big picture is he doesn't care. Even if all this is true, 
even if and they're that's not a, a conspiracy he said he's that. saying it it he, doesn't matter right. if this is true or the, not my words i'm not making these are his words even if they're even if biden's hands are dirty even if biden's hands are dirty he said it doesn't matter and furthermore he's, he's not it's Trump, not so and, it matter. and furthermore it's not a conspiracy if we get together and make sure that th- that this goes down so when we think about 2000 mules when we think about these things that 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 we feel like hold on a second something is not right someone pulled the wool over our eyes it's not a freaking conspiracy anymore cuz these guys tell you we will stop at nothing there's nothing that we won't do to stop this guy from yeah. being president again yeah, they said it. It's not like said, they, they're not leaving it to interpretation. We don't care if there are dead bodies in the basement. We do not care as long as we make sure no more Trump. And the last thing I say on this is the guy because this this is a video. The guy who's interviewing him, I'm sure all of them are left wing. No, there's just looking at them. They all look like elitists. But but the one no dude. Here, I, I know, I know, I know. But the one dude. That you saw when he said what he was saying, and you were looking at this guy, you could see his his like. Hold on a second, you know. I, in fact, it reminds me. It makes me think of um, um, Candace Owens when she was like, "Hold on a second. When she had the first realization, "Hold on a second. Something's not right here. Yeah. He was like, "Hold on a second. I know I wanted to move on, but did I hear you right? Did you just say what I think I just heard you say? Like yeah. you can see that he was waking up in the moment. You're like hold willing, on a second, you're willing to cheat democracy to obtain democracy. You're willing to destroy yeah. democracy in the name of democracy. Yeah, guys, man, this is who we're dealing with. This the the this is the enemy. I, just straight out, I say it. This is the enemy. This is the existential threat to America. I could point to China, I could point to exterior forces, but I'm telling you, within our very own camp, the Americans that that were born and raised in this country are our existential threat. They want us defeated. They want us uh, um, debased and humbled. They do not care about us. As long as they get theirs, they don't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. And we need to start recognizing that and start opening our eyes and start understanding who the real enemy is. Trump is not the enemy. The, the, these elitists, especially the elitists left, and I and, and I got I got words for elitists right, but especially the elitists left, they are the enemy, and we need to start voting like they are the enemy. That is true. It's a great one of the at final one of the seasons of um, the ending to a season of Walking Dead. He's trying to convince the people in their little community that they need more security, they need more stuff, and they're like, no, no, we're okay. And so the main character, Rick, he's somebody, I don't know, he ends up taking someone out or, or, or a, a zombie or a walker gets one of the guys. But his line, he's covered in blood. He's like, I was trying to figure out how many people I had to kill to show you that you have a problem with your security. Hmm. So he was willing to kill a bunch of people to say, listen, I'm doing it. I'm here. You need to pay attention to what's going on around you, which I agree with his method because it, it, it um, made sense in the show. But here, it's, this is real life. You can't say we don't care what this guy did as long as it's not Trump. That's a problem. If you are someone who cares about rules, you would want to know if this guy, the Bidens, are doing some shady stuff. You you do not want you do not want to sit there and think, well, that's true. It's not Trump, so I don't I really don't care. You need to care. If you care about it being Trump, you need to care about it being Biden. Right. 
We all live in the same country. We, the, the threat is to all of us. It's not to just one side. Remember the guy on the Twitter that you were going back and forth and that guy said, well, even don't if say even, it. <laughs> you can't stop. You can't say it. Don't say what? But you're going to talk about. The, no, no, I'm saying I'm, what, I, I'm, I'm about saying. January 6th. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because that was that was the guy. He's like, well, well, hold on, hold on. We Let don't me, care what we don't care about breaking the rules. Right, I'm gonna say, as long as yeah, Trump's he, not he, in there. He's basically saying like, even if that happened, yeah, it was for the good of the country. Yeah, like at, by all by any means necessary. Yeah, and that's like, dude, man. Yeah, that's not the, okay. The, the, anyone who thinks like that, by any means necessary, that's the enemy. Yeah, and you need to call them what they are and treat them. As such. But I am all for any means necessary to the outer world, not to your own people. Country. <laughs> Subject for another day. <laughs> so that's episode one. Oh, I don't know. Four. One oh four. That was it. Hope you guys had a great day. Enjoy your day. Have a, uh, hope you had a good weekend. Hope you guys have a good upcoming week. Um, check us out on YouTube. You guys heard yesterday's or last uh, Friday's podcast. the The channel, the YouTube channel, is Studio IV S T U D I O I V. For me being the fourth in my family, that's where it comes from. Look it up. Neighborly discourse is still there. It is still the focal point. We have a few other things on there, so check it out. Subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. And finally, I'm looking at our chart for. Um, our listeners, we have a lot of people in California, Illinois, Texas, Georgia, um, everybody who in those states and Florida obviously is the biggest, everybody out there who is listening and has been listening in all the states, there's people we have from looking at Canada is on here now, uh, United Kingdom is on here now, Russia is on here now. Thank you all for listening. Hope everybody, uh, you know, appreciate it. Hope you're having a good time sharing, listening, liking, And that's it. You guys have a great day. Peace.